Jibber jabber. Jibber jabber. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> so here's the deal about Christmas break. We took it. Yep. <laughs> we pre-record these uh, when we're really on top of our game by like two weeks. Usually it's by like two days. Yes. But we actually yeah. took a holiday break. So this is, we skipped a full cycle. And now yes. we are back. And I'm so happy. Yes. It's like a pregnancy scare, but with podcasts. I'm even happier <laughs> that we took the break and that we're back. It's like, ugh, we're so professional. <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> yeah, I totally, totally miscounted and how we many weeks. And we went to the Yeti's birthday party instead. <laughs> also, <laughs> knowing that we could have been recording yeah. a podcast or going to the Yeti's birthday party, we had to go to, to, to Chloe's birthday. Yeah. Also, the splitter came in. <gasps> so... The Yeti will appear TBD. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heidi, and I've finally mastered the art of calling customer service. Hi, I'm Rory, and um, my wrist is doing weird things again. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers, spoilers ahead. We just need to say right at the outset, we're not going to spoil this whole book because there's too much to spoil. Oh, so much. What book is it, Rory? Safe by Ryan Gaddis. We love Ryan Gaddis. And Can you tell? <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's like, how does he write books that are so, like, civilly responsible? Yes. Like, they're about such important things and not from the perspective of the people who are in power in these yeah. systems. And also in a way that still remains fun. And even though the subjects are very heavy, there's a lightheartedness. Yeah, I it's so fun, and, like, the people are very, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> I feel like it's the lightheartedness of necessity. Yeah. Like, people are doing what they gotta do, and they're not gonna yeah. be, like, obnoxious guy in your MFA about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're very, like, this is what I gotta do. It's uh, not always great, but I'm doing it, and I'm not gonna complain about it, because, like, what'll that do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Safe is Gaddis's follow-up to All Involved, which mm -hmm. we've already talked about on the podcast. Go back and listen to that yes. episode. It's so good. Even if you listened to it before, do it. Yeah, go back and listen <laughs> to it again. Um, Refresh your memory. Yeah. So, Air is not really a follow-up to All Involved. Yeah, no. Safe is, in increasingly important ways throughout the book, connected to All Involved. Yeah. You wouldn't have to read All Involved first. You could read Safe first. It wouldn't make a massive difference. Yeah. Um, there's a couple minor cameos of yeah. people and some of the events that happen in all involved do come up in safe as things that happened in the past. Yeah. But since those are historical events, yeah, it's fine. Like all you need to know is that the Rodney King riots happened and they existed as a thing and you are going to be fine reading safe. Yeah. You don't have to read all involved first, but I, I do suggest it because it's fun. There's no good it's reason. It's also good. <laughs> There's no good reason to not read all involved. Exactly. So what is safe about? Well, it's about a safe. It is about a safe. <laughs> so not safe as in the action, but safe as in the object, just so we're clear. Mm -hmm. It's about uh, a safe cracker. Mm -hmm. Here is the sleeve thing that comes on the hardcover, uh, which is sometimes different than the one on the yeah. soft, the paperback. That's yeah. what those are called. Uh, anyway, hardcover sleeve thing. Ricky Ghost Mendoza Jr. is trying to be good, but it's not easy in Los Angeles. In recovery and working as a freelance safecracker for the DEA, the FBI, or any other government agency willing to pay him, Ghost is determined to live clean for the rest of his days. He might have, too, if the most important person in his life hadn't gotten into serious financial trouble. To fix it, all Ghost has to do is crack a safe and steal drug money from under the noses of the gangs and the feds without getting caught. Or killed. That's it. <laughs> Rudy Glasses Reyes runs logistics for the baddest of bad men. He's a specialist. He cleans up messes. And when the when Ghost hits one of his safes, Glasses must hunt him down or be held accountable. The task seems routine at first, but Glasses soon, learn, soon learns to be worried about more than money. Ghost's increasingly volatile actions put everything in Glasses' life at risk. His livelihood, his freedom, even his family. A gritty, fast-paced thriller, Ryan Gaddis' safe propels readers toward a shocking conclusion that asks the toughest question of all. How far would you go to protect the ones you love? 
It's a big question. <laughs> Somehow this book is about the 2008 financial crisis. Yeah. It's crazy. The drug cartels of Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and somehow wedges the entire plot of Fault in Our Stars yeah. into <laughs> the book. But, like, from the future, like, from the point of view of, like, the one that survives in the future, I don't remember the Fault in Our Stars. I apologize. It's but also <laughs> the girl lives, but in yeah. this one, the boy lives. Yeah, the boy lives in this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it and at its heart, it's a heist novel. Yeah. Like, how oh. how good can it be? <laughs> Love a good heist. <laughs> Just reading this book, I that scene from the from Brooklyn Nine Nine where they're going back and forth. Let's break into the FBI. No, let's break into the FBI. Say it more enthusiastically. Let's break into the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. Oh, I love heists. They're so oh, fun. A good to heist read about. book. And good heist book. This one, I feel like every about hundred pages or seventy pages or so, um, it's like you you see the story barreling toward the only possible conclusion, and then realize that it takes a hard left, and that every indication that things were going to go the way they actually went was there you just weren't paying attention because you thought you'd figured it out and yeah. the fact that that's happening to the characters and the yeah. reader simultaneously uh, ugh, uh, i can't I love being tricked it makes me feel stupid i love i love being tricked in a way that also like the second time i read it i'm yeah. still a little bit like yeah like Ooh. Huh. oh yeah <laughs> like reading it i was like how does this get to this there's a there's a point that I never saw coming the first time, like, uh-huh. and then I went back and I was like, oh wait, yeah, no, it's totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was yeah. like it was set up. Yeah. Um. And this time I was like, I cannot remember how this happens. And then we, I got there again and I was like, oh, oh yeah, gosh. yeah. This was the first book I read after I got my eye surgery. So like as soon as I could oh read gosh, again. I <laughs> yeah, my ten <laughs> out of ten socks. That. Yeah, the ten out of ten socks. That's what I yeah. remember. Yep. It, this is the only book that's ever gotten 10 out of 10 socks because it knocked my yeah. socks off so many times. Before we talk about any exact quotes, I need to um, just appreciate the... S- there's a scene mm-hmm. where this, like, this guy, he's, like, in, in the gang with um, glasses. And um, they go to an apartment building to search for ghost we've read about this in the synopsis it's okay to say yeah they're they're looking for ghost yeah who is difficult to find <laughs> he is invisible <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you go to this apartment building and they're trying to intimidate the um like the what's that guy called the the property manager. property manager yep and the property manager has a dog and so lonely just picks up the dog <laughs> And it's like, he's so nice and loving to the dog, but it also so threatening mm-hmm. to the owner. And that is like a huge power move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being very like gentle and like, mm, I love dogs. He really loves dogs. And like him just picking up and like petting the dog and like, so you give us the, you give us the key. When we're done, we'll give you the key and the dog. And the guy's like almost about to cry. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and it's such a big power move. Oh man, yeah. Uh, this book is so cinematic. Everything yeah. Gaddis does is like the internal dialogue is super interesting and and really well done. But also you can see what's happening. Like yeah. you can kind of feel the camera if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, okay, so all involved as seventeen first person narrators. Safe has two, yeah. but it doesn't move chronologically. It hops around time a bit. Right. But the time hops get tighter and tighter and tighter until the inevitable meeting. Yeah. Um, what happens at that meeting is such a big spoiler that even on a podcast called Spoilers Ahead, we can't discuss it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is contraband here. But, oh, we do little spoils. Not big spoils. All of the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It uh it's so good. And just like glasses as a concept, like as a human, mm-hmm. is just such a big power move and has such big energy. Like not even a specific energy, but just such big energy. <laughs> 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 
like <laughs> being the only like being the only one um basically in the gang like where that wears glasses and it's because of like some stuff that happened to his eye but like it's it's such a like such a big energy that you just get off of him and just like automatic respect mm-hmm. oh this is Ugh. such this is such a good passage and it's early enough in the book that it has basically no spoilers in it hey Rooms like this is where I learned that stories are worse than bullets sometimes because mm-hmm. bullets can pass through you or be taken out, but stories can't. Stories stick. Mm-hmm. Good stories don't just do that, though. They can rearrange you inside. There's no getting them out, and once they're in, they can roll around and grow while you think about them, and they can get bigger. They can change your mind about things, your thinking, even your heart. Sometimes years after you heard it, a story can change you. Yep. Mr. Gaddis, your MFA is showing. <laughs> uh, it's so I good. think it's great. <laughs> I think it's I think it's outstanding. Like love it. It's so well researched. Yeah. Everything about yeah. this, it's like this is how people talk. Yeah, it feels like within the it feels within the world. Like I feel like I'm within the world. And it's not like a comforting world, but it feels like a hug, and I don't know why. It's because I'm Watson, yay. Yeah, same. It really does feel like a hug. <laughs> It feels like a, like a, um, like a danger hug. <laughs> you know what else? Hugged by danger. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, too, you know, I think part of it is, is mm. Gaddis is so good at seeing people and not judging them as like, yeah. and, and people on in doing lots of things in this book, two people that are diametrically opposed yeah. foes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's just fixated on both of their perspectives yeah. so tightly and told so empathetically that I feel like I'm allowed to see through someone else's eyes thoroughly. Mm-hmm. It It's like reading a Gaddis book is incredibly intimate as well as super fun and heisty. Yes. Like it, it feels very much like you are getting to be a part of the story yeah. because it's so well done. Yeah. Um, and this one, this one really does once again, like all involved, focus on on Mexican gangs. Um, yeah, and that is also really interesting. Like uh-huh. the perspective of people who grew up in LA talking about how the Mexican cartel is, and like the distinctions between them is fascinating. And like th- there's a there's a member of an LA gang who realizes that they are working with the cartel, mm-hmm. and like what that entails, and he yeah. just loses his shit yep (laughs) and in like the most clever thought out um not just revenge like he's not a hamlet about it he's gonna (laughs) take down the whole thing if he could and he's gonna take out his little corner of it that he can influence um it's just really it's really cool to see that and it's really cool to see people or to see someone writing about um people who are often represented as ignorant yeah. as the incredibly intelligent badasses that they yeah. are. <laughs> it's so fun. And like, I just, I love it. And I feel like I'm like stepping into this, like this history lesson or like this, this it is, it's a lesson. And like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. It makes me want to learn more about like, I want to research about the Mexican cartels and like, I'm so mm-hmm. interested in it and like the mechanism and it's like, it's crazy. And, like, it might, like, help a little bit that I'm, like, really interested in crime and, like, that's what I want to do with my life. Not but crime. <laughs> she wants to be an investigator <laughs> of some sort. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I confuse the two. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> More relevantly, I feel like there's no way to... There's no way to to see the world become different unless you can understand why it is the way that it is and yeah. like this this is like going into a different world i did not grow up in los angeles and i yeah. did not grow up mexican and i did not grow yeah. up in a mexican gang in los angeles i mean <laughs> i wouldn't be that surprised if you did i mean there are things we can't say on this <laughs> podcast because uh, right sorry <laughs> and you guys just have to wait forever <laughs> Until I write wait about them in a book. But wait for it, wait for it, <laughs> wait for it. Yeah, it's like stepping into this whole world of understanding. And it's just like a 
because you can kind of understand and you can get it. Like, I can get that it's like, no, I know that they aren't all, like, mm-hmm. ignorant and stupid. Like, obviously, it's a very large operation that's run very smoothly mm-hmm. and, like, very efficiently. Like, w- how would that be run by a bunch of stupid people? I don't understand why that's the thing that they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's, like, a whole nother thing to fully, like, get into this world and be able to read it from, like, this a- type of account. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just it's crazy and it's so fun yeah it really is and it it, it's like it is like you said it really well an anthropological study it's also kind of realizing that there is an entire world that a world in LA a world in anywhere that has that has a mob or anywhere that has yeah an organized organized crime as opposed to as opposed to petty crime um anywhere that has that it is an entire world that's going Mm -hmm. on and and their world and our world as is pointed out so well and safe is gravitationally connected and revolving around each other and inextricably linked. And if you want to be on a pedestal, you need to realize that you are putting your pedestal on someone else's body. Yeah. And, and that is just how the world is. And you don't reading a Gaddis, reading Gaddis's books has made me a better person Mm -hmm. in the sense that I don't, get to say that I'm not one I don't get to say that I'm not from a place of privilege in certain in certain respects just because there are things that I have never considered that other people have to consider every day yeah like for example I've never thought about whether or not I was coding as a gang member in a dangerous way like I got tattoos I don't want to say thoughtlessly but yeah because I didn't I thought them yeah no but but questioning without that in mind yeah yeah it was not a thought of whether or not that would put me in danger yeah for example, but um, but yeah, th- just also the idea that everyone, no matter what they do, including crime, <laughs> including mm-hmm. intense crime, people are still doing it because they're trying to survive in this world. And am I complicit in creating a world in which crime seems like the option to take? Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's like full on every action has an equal opposite reaction. Like yeah. It is yeah. 100% a reminder of that because it's not like telling you that you already know this. Like that's something that everybody should already know and everybody does know subconsciously. But it's it's great to be reminded of that because then like everything, every little thing you just like you remember. Mm-hmm. I know this is what's happening to me, but I know consequently consequently you gotta finish the sentence bro (laughs) which one is that consequently like this is happening to me consequently this is yeah consequently i i just couldn't say the word or conversely like yeah consequently that's the word i was trying to find yeah and like i kept messing it okay um consequently something else is happening to somebody else Mm mm-hmm like for a majority of things that happen in life and everything it's yeah. just it's <laughs> yeah and this book is about two very very intelligent men um, yeah who have entirely different stakes on the table yeah. maneuvering around each other it it is it is very early on in the book there's a lot of talk about boxing and this book is oh, a boxing I love match that. yeah yeah i i like it's so well crafted. Oh, I just so I want to get that on tape. It's so it's well crafted. <laughs> it's a craft. Like it is a literal piece of art. Like yes, writing is an art, but this is a piece of art. This is also like, what happens when somebody gets their MFA and then writes about actual human beings and yeah. does their research into understanding yeah. the not traditionally educated instead of writing yet another salty white guy account of yeah. being a salty white guy. Yeah. I we have enough of those. <sighs> There are so many salty white guy books. Yeah. And there is only a few really good heist novels. Yes. Like really Such good heist. Such a good heist novels. Such a good Such a good <laughs> Well, I Such mean it kind of does novel. It does kind of yeah. feel like uh the glasses story and the ghost yeah. stories could be isolated into separate books and then read as it, like Yeah. Oh, that would be an interesting take on it. That would be a really interesting way to read it is like Yeah, read all the like all of one section first and then read all of another mm-hmm. like that would be and depending on which one you read first 
you would mm-hmm. like oh this one this guy's right like i believe like mm-hmm. i believe in mm-hmm. this guy and then being able to read the second one and mm-hmm. like going through their story and being like oh my gosh yeah either way <laughs> like oh wow yeah no either way like it's it's like take your pick and you'll just be like no this guy is right and then just like fall apart by the next guy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well i have another passage that i found yes please it's so good yes please funny thing is i never tell anybody that they shoot me and get the death penalty because that threat never kept anyone from doing anybody from doing <laughs> a crime i get raw i tell them i'm an officer of the court motherfucker i tell them that the government takes this shit personal if one of us ever goes down i tell them the address i'm at is known it's in official court documents already uh. and that whoever's hitting it will hit back and that means the fool standing in front of me and aiming is known too. And if I get shot, it's not like some kid getting shot in the hood. You will get caught, not in days, out in hours, guaranteed. You'll bring so much heat on your clique that they'll fucking turn you in because you're bad for business. It's happened before, and the next thing you know, you're getting booked up, charged, held without bail, and chain-walked the fuck into court for pretrial so fast you'll wonder why all of a sudden the system is actually working. I usually pause there. I let it sink in before saying... Because I am the system, that's why. You take a swipe at the machine, you get chewed up, and that's all there is to that. It works, too. I mean, I'm still standing here. There's no trick to it. It's simple. I tell a story and wait for it to hit. Oh, and that also works so well with the <laughs> with the story quote. It's just, uh, it's... This whole book is like about literal story. shivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a story, guys. This story oh. is about story. It's so good. But it's also about it's the Mexican cartel. Yeah. It's a heist novel. And it's also about surviving cancer and addiction. Yeah. Like, it, uh, it's a book about everything. In without it's got everything. It's got a little bit of turtles. It's got a little bit turtles really all the way does. down. I did not mean, like, the animal. <laughs> it has zero percent. <laughs> although it does have the ocean. That's true. There might there may have been turtles in it said ocean. It has quite a bit of bell jar. Yeah. It has. Oh, yeah. A lot of an absolutely remarkable thing. It has oh a massive yeah. fault in our stars subplot. Yeah. It's <laughs> got just the very best, one of the very best heist twists ever. Also, such a pure and clean tie into a previous book. Like, this is a masterclass in world building. Yeah. Of like, because you don't have to read All Involved. You yeah. really, really don't, honestly. But if you do, when the two kind of meet and touch points before they separate again. Yeah. Or before they... They continue together, but only in the sense, like, again, if you know the historical event, you're fine. Yeah. But if you read all of All Involved, it's like, it, it feels like yeah. the heavens open and you're ready to see the world through new eyes. And it's just, it's so big. Like, yeah. somehow Gaddis has made the admittedly very small world of L.A. gang. Yeah feel like a world and that it's is incredible world. it is an yeah. entire world and it is crazy how intricate it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah and it it, it 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 opened up my eyes as a writer too about how how much there is to write about where we grew up where mm-hmm. Rory and I grew up because it, it's an area similar in size to LA yeah. which means that there is this much to dig into yeah. and I'm excited to like I'm excited Get to be a storyteller yeah. a, a for me, one of the things that makes a book good is that it makes me happy to be in the same field as yeah. the author. Like, a book that's better than anything I can write, and this is better than anything I can write, um, to me is not an insult. There's a yeah. way to be better than people that makes them feel proud to, to like, I do something even relatable to that. Yeah. And, and this book makes me happy to be a world builder. Like, it's so exciting. Like, reading books like this, I just... <laughs> I just like step back and like wow. Somebody made <laughs> all these Somebody did somebody wrote all of these words. <laughs> and somebody edited this. Oh my gosh, whoever oh my edited gosh. this, I'm thanking you too. Yes. You did a great job. Yes, good job. <laughs> but like back on like the world building thing, mm-hmm. there's like a lot of quotes in here that could like are like slightly related to all involved, but are not like completely dependent on it at mm-hmm. all and are like very very good standalone quotes mm-hmm. but there's this one everything behind me is already burnt there's no reverse now only drive yeah reading that literally gave me shivers 
mm-hmm. because like of something that happened in all involved mm-hmm. and the it, whole creeper arc yeah no and well also that everything else and <laughs> like the novel. them burning okay yeah i'm gonna say it they burn this huge house down that was super important to like the dad mm-hmm. and he's and then like the narrator sits in the truck and like talks about how like he just goes for it's crazy mm-hmm. it's oh it's so good and it's so like on that topic of like everything is burnt behind me and now there we must drive forward yeah mm-hmm. and there's no reversing yeah and it's like it felt so much like that entire scene in that one line and it was like sh- shivers <laughs> here's a couple quotes that are related because it the whole there's that quote we talk about in the All Involved episode mm-hmm. where um, we a, a person that has been portrayed up till that point is like really tough and kind of crazy and like, you know, don't mess with him. Yeah. And then and a, a grown adult in like her early 30s sees him and he's like, he's like, he's a child. He's yeah. 19. And like the perspective on maturity and adulthood and growing up and all yeah. that is really prevalent in all of these in, in actually in Air 2. Yeah. In all of Gaddis's novels, the difference between age and maturity growing up and growing older yeah is really explored it's never clarified which yeah. is what's important it yeah it's, it's explored but uh last month this dude in group hung himself when his bank started foreclosure proceedings we heard his 12 year old daughter and her friend found him when they came home from school they're adults now basically one moment mm-hmm. is all it took to grow them up and then yep Growing up, real growing up, I'm paraphrasing this. Oh, found it. Growing up, real growing up, regardless of how old you are when you do it, is about discipline. Trying to be deliberate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Deliberance. Yep. That is, oh, that's a p- that's the perfect word for that. <laughs> yeah. Do it on purpose. Yeah. Have a purpose. Do it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I have one, like, very, um... I have like two more quotes that I want to mention, yeah, and then I'm I'm good with my quotes. I have more, but these are the important ones. This book is also very difficult to not spoil with yeah. our quotes. <laughs> yeah, go on. He turned what so much of the hearing would call it disability into a criminal ability. I respect the hell out of that. I always Work. will. That is such a like wow. Yep. Just the, like, turning around on a disability into a serious criminal ability is, like, the perfect phrasing for that. And it's, like, amazing. And then the second one, the second thing, is um, someone's name is uh, Blanco Mm -hmm. for white. Mm -hmm. And, um, And everybody thinks it's because he's, like, white. And he, like, glasses explains that it's, or not glasses, um. No, glasses. Oh, no, ghost. you're right, ghost. Yeah, ghost, it's ghost. ghost. Uh, white Knuckles, Blanco, Blanco for short, named for his fucking grip. <gasps> yep. Like that. Oh, my, uh. last, my <laughs> last quote is a Blanco quote, too. Aww. Blanco. Same, same wavelength. <laughs> and uh, it's because the whole book is... Ghost's whole motivation is tied to uh, his the person who made him a ghost because yeah. he he in a lot of different ways and in there's no one quote that explains this because he says it so many different ways so many different yeah. times but basically he met a girl who who when he was in cancer treatment who changed the direction of his life so much that his old self is just dead yeah um, and when she died he he lived in response to her the rest of his life and that's that's what made him a ghost yeah um fuck dying blanco says as he nods to me then give a big hello from me to your girl when you see her he means rose because he knows rooster is going to send me to her soon and this is him saying he's sorry but also how he knows it'll be a relief for me Hmm. and i'm like it's so good also there's there's like a mixtape playlist thing mm, yep. at the beginning of this book that I downloaded and it's so good. I Fuck dying is a playlist and it's a very good playlist. I need to download it. I, I made two separate ones, me and you, because there are two separate ones. Mm, nice. Me and you. 
yeah yeah it's so good i need to do that it's so good (laughs) yeah no i listened to it while reading this and that was um a very large mood i i listened to a lot of touche more stage four which mm-hmm. is somebody's uh, survivor's guilt about their mom dying from cancer. Yeah. And it worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anywho, I we could talk about safe forever, but I think we can't yeah. talk about it forever without spoiling things. Yeah. So let's move on to what may perhaps be the greatest jailbreak film of all time, uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Which is... Like, widely known as the greatest. That's not, like, an artsy, we're indie kids things. That's not like at all. It's the Shawshank Redemption. It's literally, like, a phrase to yeah. call it, like, a Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Some people don't quite know what it means. I didn't quite know what it meant until I watched it mm-hmm. recently-ish. Like, a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. type of recently. For another Yeti film. Oh, thanks, Yeti. Film class. Thanks, Yeti film class teacher. But, yeah, Shawshank Redemption is another brilliantly good, you you see how bad people are bad, but you also don't feel like they're, there's a difference between being rotten to the core and bad to, bad to yeah. the bone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I know exactly what the difference is without being able to explain it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and if you want a ma- uh, class in that, watch Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Uh, a, I mean... Morgan Freeman talks so much in that movie. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Any movie where Morgan Freeman talks that much is You know excellent. you're going to learn something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know you're being taught a life lesson. <laughs> you're learning. You're learning things. Uh, the <laughs> idea that the system makes criminals. Crime doesn't make criminals. Yeah. Heavily, heavily prevalent in that movie. And it's, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Like, I don't know why that's the word that comes to mind. But, like, gorgeous is what I think of. Like, it's so so nicely put together Mm -hmm. and mapped out. And I love organization. Therefore, gorgeous. You know what? And a good good story tells the truth. Yeah. In a way that an argument can't. Yeah. And you can read endless articles and books about how the system is one of the things that creates... That the criminal system is very good at self-perpetuating. Yep. And that the criminal justice system uh, is fucked this way to Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's an explicit <laughs> episode. I might as well go for it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can you can write and read about that uh, until the cows come home. But hearing a story about it, y- you can't argue with the story. Because even if it doesn't work like that every time, a story makes it undoubtable that some of the time, or a lot of the time, w- this is what happens. Yeah. Are you comfortable with the fact that the system that we buy into does this ever? Yeah. And and that is very good. Also, w- like with safe, it is uh, there. Uh, the heist in it is uh, is just a joyride. It's amazing, and just like being able to see it, and just like wow. I experienced that. Like, I feel like I've been a part of something mm-hmm. with Safe and Shawshank Redemption. Like, mm-hmm. I have seen something. I can and I can never go back. It's like that quote. <laughs> like the the story gets inside yeah. you and rearranges you a little bit. Yeah. Like I have not stopped I have thinking. I've been about rearranged. It. <laughs> yeah. I have not stopped thinking about Shawshank Redemption since we watched it. Some somebody just Marie Kondoed all over my organs. <laughs> like. Oh yep. <laughs> Yep, yep. Does this spark joy? <laughs> it does, in the sense that I am a better person having experienced it. I will experience more joy through this experience. I also realized, side note, after reading Safe, I had no urge to read Fault in Our Stars anymore. And it's because of the side arc, but it's great. It's like it's like you somehow fit Gaddis, the best cancer yeah. perk narrative. Yeah, like which is the worst way to put that, but yeah, I mean totally. Yeah, um, yeah, like, oh man, and Shawshank is a really, really good picture of the different kinds of yeah. people who go to prison and why and like what a life sentence does to you. Yeah, what any long term sentence does, um, and what that like actually means because mm-hmm. people can say the words life sentence, mm-hmm. but like 
what is a life like yeah it is a literal life like no matter if you get out or not Mm -hmm. it is still like it has taken your life yeah like it is still a sentence on your life no matter if you're out or not yeah whether when if and when you get out you are already who you were when you went in is already dead Like like that person has been paid it's like, like you paid with that person. Oh, wow. That's a great way of putting that. It is also as if the, the system makes people into ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't count as a transition. We've already transitioned. It wasn't the transition. It was just <laughs> the tie-in. <laughs> it was good tie-in. It was a good tie-in. <laughs> well, and there's been so many cases lately of like hearing people who... Um, you know, were wrongfully imprisoned. Uh, shoot, I can remember her last name. I, uh, her first name starts with a C. Her last name's Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it sounds like Cynthia, but I don't think it is. Anyway, she was arrested, like, and given a life sentence that was then commuted mm-hmm. um, because she was a victim of sex trafficking. Yeah, and the crime she committed was a direct result of that. Um, and it's like, yeah, but the system took twenty years of her life. You can't just like. You take back a life sentence like it, yeah. it it's already happened like after mm-hmm. 20 years like your you life is already done you can't like you're gone ar- you can't arrest a child and pop back out yeah a middle-aged like late or late 30s adult and expect that that's like it's okay now yeah um, it, it's not the answer it's is it's not, not. okay <laughs> um you know and Shawshank Redemption really does have this massive arc about is the point of the system rehabilitation? And finally, Morgan Freeman's character loses his patience and is like, what is rehabilitation? Like, what <sighs> do you expect? Am I ever going to stop being punished for what I did? No, yeah. I'm not. Like, yeah. Do I regret my actions? Yeah. But can I take them back? No. So I don't dwell on them. Like, I don't think yeah. about it. You got to just move on with your day. And it's like, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it is not rehabilitation. It is just staying like keeping your leg in a cast forever and never starting like yeah it's therapy mm-hmm. like this isn't rehabilitation this is only like air like air quotes treatment like this is yeah. only like yeah. keeping your life in a cast forever and never like going to massage therapy like yeah and it's also it also creates what i'm going to call moral atrophy Mm -hmm. because you're not allowed to make choices right or wrong yeah um in a lot of ways and i mean of course there's the huge prison culture of like smuggling things into prison and all kinds of stuff like that um but what's interesting in shawshank is they make it very clear that other than the fact that it's against the prison rules some people smuggle in good stuff other people smuggle in bad stuff who really cares (laughs) like yeah people are doing the same thing they do outside just in a different form yeah um but yeah yeah no also it explores like what kind of people want to make a career out of punishing others yeah like it's there's definitely a very strong like you got to be a little bit of a sadist to yep. make a career of punishing. Yep. <laughs> um and they don't make it subtle. You have to be a sadist to make a career of punishing oh, people. Oh yeah. And I just I also just love his entire arc of libraries <laughs> and loving books. Oh I yeah. I love that entire arc of just like mm-hmm. books. <laughs> More books. <laughs> yeah. I love how much he does for yeah the Shawshank prison yeah to try to for those people Mm -hmm. he does so much to try to make the prison a better place and is not rewarded justly for it yeah no but it was never about getting rewarded by the system it was about knowing that there are people who get to have a better life yeah even if they have a life sentence they don't have to lose having a life at all yeah um and like that phrase, like get a life or have a li- having a life. It, it, yes, it's usually used to mean something very flippant. Yeah, but it it is to m- to me uh, vastly unjust that when someone gets a life sentence or when someone gets a long term sentence, they are often robbed of having a rich inner life. Yeah, like yeah. And a lot of people with a very rich outer life don't have a rich inner life. Yeah. So to me, at least, having a life is not about having um, a full social calendar. Yeah. 
it's about having a fully human and empathetic experience. Yeah. Which does like not having require a a life. Yeah. Like in the truest sense of the word, like to its core. Life yeah. to the core. Like a in <laughs> a platonic sense, yeah. Yeah. Living to the core. Yeah. Being alive is about having a rich inner life not about having a full social calendar for yeah. me and Shawshank does a really good job of exploring that difference yeah um, and like trying to give some semblance of that like rich inner life mm-hmm. and like knowing that they're not going to get that like mm-hmm. like an amazing outer life or an amazing outside experience just trying to better the their inside yeah better also the inside. We didn't really talk about it, but Shawshank is, like, deeply funny in a lot of places. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, they're both, they both will make you laugh, they'll make you cry, they'll make you feel things. Like, it's difficult to talk about things that are funny without just completely ruining it. Yeah. So, you will have to take our word for it. Actually, I'll just say it this way. Anytime something portrays life truthfully, the joke is very clear. And there are a lot of things in both of them that are very, very funny because the joke is made clear because they're Gaddis and um, and the director of Shawshank are telling the truth. Yeah. So anytime you tell the truth, there will be deeply tragic and deeply comic elements because life is a mixed bag. Yeah. Like (laughs) when you're telling the truth about life, you're telling the whole truth. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be funny. Yeah. Life is funny. And, like, situationally, like, you don't, there's not, they're set up to the joke. And you can think, like, oh, they set that up. But that's how life is. Like, life is just a long setup to a very large joke. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just a bunch of jokes are set up, like, situationally. So, yeah, of course it's set up. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Yeah, and both of them set up things in such a way that it's, like, only after it happens do you see the setup. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel dumb, which is nice, both of them. Yeah. I don't feel dumb. Like, oh, I should have seen that coming. It's like, yeah. no. It's a, no. Like, this is how, like, life works. Like, this is yeah. how being in a, like, oh, history class works. Like. Yeah. Consequently, this happened yeah. next. But it wasn't the only possible thing that could have happened next. And sometimes, not until you've heard that something happens, do you see the things that led up to aforementioned thing happening. Yeah. Like, sometimes you gotta just think like oh what led to that and then it becomes clear and that's true in life sometimes people say things that are absolutely crazy and then I have to walk back like wait what made that perspective yeah rational what made that sentence seem like an okay thing to say out loud and then I get there and I'm like okay yeah which is also like very apparent in like safe and Mm -hmm. Shawshank Redemption and the whole like moral atrophy like yeah you gotta look at what led up to said comment or like said action and be like yeah okay like this is what we should have kind of expected like I've been that's sp- on us bro oh yeah <laughs> i've been spiking my hair this whole episode yeah it's, too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh this is a long one we love you guys we're back <laughs> uh, with more thoughts than ever <laughs> also that there's that scene that glasses has where he's like there's a line, and if I continue being a part of this, knowing mm-hmm. this, I, I have crossed it, and I won't come back. And to to hear a character realize that they could in, they could give themselves moral paralysis. Yeah, like there's moral atrophying and there's moral paralysis. Yeah, and I feel like that's a good time to transition to talking about the music. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> which this week is the classic crime. A. Which we've just done them, guys. We've done them, guys. It also worked <laughs> out that we got to make a pun on the, the name of the band. But uh, the Classic Crimes album, The Silver Chord, which is... Okay, I just want to throw shade at all the, all the crime fans that cite the Classic Crimes early stuff as the ones that they can get on board with, but their newer stuff is too morally ambiguous. What? This album is about doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I'm like, excuse me. Do you, like, see the cover picture? <laughs> like, yeah. This album, <laughs> like, there are a lot of songs on this album that I'm like, this is not about good people doing good things. Yeah. It And it is a very, very good album. Um, oh, yeah. No, it is. Just a Man is incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, it's the, you know, what happens when a preacher is a bad person, which as someone who grew up in the church, I'm like, ugh, sing it. Sing it louder. Sing, Sing it, it louder. From the rooftops. Scream it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, 5805. 
the the one mm-hmm. about the pa- like all the songs about the past grave digging. Yep. Mm. Ooh, yep. Ooh. Abracadavers. <laughs> I I especially love that name. <laughs> Just so intensely. It's a great name. <laughs> I scrape the glass for crumbs and ask the mirror for some truth. Oh, yep. I'm I'm never ready for this album. Yeah. Uh, no. It's never. also such a good rock jam. Like I feel like a uh, Ghost would jam this album. Yeah. Oh, Rose would jam this album. <laughs> yeah, and talk him into <laughs> listening to it. Yeah, like Rose would show him this album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would add mm-hmm. this album in the podcast. Not podcast. Um, mixtape? Mixtape. Yep. <laughs> Although Rose would have a podcast. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Rose would have a podcast. So would Andy Dufresne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> a God in Chains. <laughs> oh my gosh. A podcast from inside the Shawshank <laughs> prison. <laughs> Oh, I so wish that w- that would have happened if it was, you know, now and not, you know, then. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Man. Now I just want to reimagine the Shawshank Redemption as a podcast where you just splice everything Morgan Freeman says into an audio novel. <laughs> I hate that idea in the sense that I want to do it. I love it. Can we just have one of our podcasts be, <laughs> be Morgan Freeman from Shawshank Redemption as us? That's so much audio work. Why are you asking me? do that much (laughs) can we make the yeti do it (laughs) (laughs) no i meant i would also do that i just meant as a general idea (laughs) oh yeah i think think that would be fun as a like we have two years sabbatical (laughs) that's a good idea (laughs) let's do this (laughs) that's fantastic okay do you have a favorite song on this album Um, i know i do but i i want to hear what yours or i have two i have two favorite songs i have everything and salt in the snow Ooh, yep. Okay, so yeah. my two favorites are Salt in the Snow and uh, ju- uh, Just a Man. Yep. But just like, guys, <laughs> give me wings, give me peace. These are the things that I need. I'm tormented, broken, and chained. Are you listening? Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> ah. Give me shelter from the storm. I know it's a lot to ask for, considering how recent I've piled the dirt on your name. And then just think of that, but also with the name Salt in the Snow. Mm-hmm. Just. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, this is such a good. Okay. <sighs> what great risk to truly live. We could die alone. Self-proclaimed meaning of bliss is getting what we're owed. It's always getting what we're owed. I am like a machine. All I really need is medicine. It like it sounds like, like, glasses mm-hmm. speaking. Like it sounds like something glasses said or like wrote or thought. Like it's mm-hmm. really the inner workings. <laughs> Honestly, he would listen to it. Yeah, and this album, this album feels like it is very closely related to Phoenix. Yeah, um, Vagabonds is a good album. Don't don't get me oh, wrong. Oh yeah, but. But Silver Chord and Phoenix, I think, go together. Yeah. Like they are, they, and we've talked about Phoenix before. So yeah. we're talking about Silver Chord now. Hey. And as with all the music segments, we don't have as much to say except for this is a great, yeah, rock album. And Classic Crime is so lyrically poetic that I'm just yeah. like, it's uh, such a poem. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read more of the lyrics from a different song. It's closer than we think. Yeah. Um. Like, is this not a poem? What's it gonna take for me? What's it gonna take for me? I'm on my hands and knees while other while all the poets fill the pages of loose leaf. I feel cheap and I feel empty. We will bathe in the sea of disbelief, but we will not go quickly. No, we will not die so easily. And I knew that this would happen. It always does. And I couldn't stop my reaction, so I let it come. Ugh. I still hold the belief that we are free, that we don't need the rules to see that despite what we've done, we're not alone. We're closer than we think to home. That's a song that made me go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's safe. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's safe. (laughs) Yep. 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 100%. And Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. It's... And all all of them are, are 
also pop accessible. Yeah. Safe is not written in an elevated language. Shawshank yeah. is a very watchable, entertaining movie. Oh, yeah. This album is imminently listenable, jammable, headbang while you're driving. Um, and I think, I don't know, high art doesn't need to be inaccessible. It just needs to be honest. Yeah. And to me, all three of these are, are very high art. Yeah. In, in their respective fields. Like, they are quintessentially what they are supposed to yeah. be. I would not be surprised if Mr. Plato up in his Plato land has a copy of Safe as the platonic form of a heist novel. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Just imagine it. Plato. Plato land. <laughs> who, let's remember, Plato was a wrestler whose yep. name meant broad. So basically imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a toga yep. reading Safe. That's your image for I the I love week. it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like him loving all the boxer references mm-hmm. <laughs> in Safe. Oh, I get this one. I get it. Like a boxer. Uh, I understood that reference. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lies of poets, I'm on child. <laughs> I got it. Oh. I understand. It's true. Rory, do you have a wreck this week? Yes. Is it that I, I should have stop spiking my hair? <laughs> <laughs> Before my wreck, I would like to point out that um, Heidi is wearing a t-shirt. Mm. Strong. It says, strong female protagonist in um, a font just right in the chest so you can see it right away. Mm-hmm. It's really great. I just want to, and I, like, it's just, it's very great. Thank and you it's for also, present. yeah, no, Thanks, it's, baby. A, it's, it's a big mood for this exact podcast. It so. really is. So I just, I've been looking back at it and it's been giving me strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my military green t-shirt that says <laughs> yeah. strong female protagonist yep. with, with the John Green hair spikes every time something interesting happens. Yep, that and somebody calling me Laura Croft today. Oh, so we had good days. Yeah, she just said, "You're just now all that's left is you got to kick some ass." I'm like, exactly. Mm. That's the plan. Is your recommendation to uh, become us? Are you telling people to be us? I'm telling you to kick some ass mm. and also um, listen to Conan Gray. Oh, nice, because it's good and it it. If you've listened to uh, Not Him and you've listened to Lord, it's like a male version of that, kind of, but like oh. it's really good. Um, yep, Conan Gray. Uh, Sunset Season EP. It came out this year, or last year, oh my gosh, last year. Can you screenshot that for me and text it to me? Because yes. you've mentioned it to me, but I didn't actually get, Yes, I didn't listen to it because yeah. I forgot what it was and I was driving. Yeah, no, so I couldn't look it up. That's the right. story yes. for the listeners. I was driving, so I couldn't just Apple yeah. Music it right there. Okay, uh, male version of Lord. Yep. I have a music rec that isn't music. Mm. <laughs> Fascinating. How is that possible? Mm. Uh, it's a book called Every Song Ever by Ben Ratcliffe. And it is, uh, it's 20 essays on different elements of music that aren't uh, high music theory stuff. It's like silence or density or repetition, mm-hmm. virtuosity, all of these different things. And looking at different music across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, for what that what that might look like and kind of basically the 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 thesis of the book is we can listen to anything Mm -hmm. like it's yeah music is everywhere and so readily accessible and and so you can personalize it so easily like you can listen to whatever you want Uh that um that there are really interesting ways to explore it so that you're not either overwhelmed by it or boxed into your own little genre. Right. But like, here's some entry points to different kinds of music that do this thing so that you can listen to anything from Mozart to Rihanna more eloquently. Yeah. And, and the idea that you, the listener, can be eloquent in, in your yeah. listening, I like it. <laughs> I want to be an eloquent listener. Is that not the thesis of this podcast? Yeah. Um, and also one of my favorite books. We listened eloquently, guys. Yes. It is also the thesis of one of my favorite books on literary criticism and experiment on criticism by C.S. Lewis, where he's uh-huh. like, there are different kinds of readers. Yep. And uh, and this book is like about different kinds of listeners. It's really, really good. Um, I'm a little over halfway through it. It's something you can take slow or fast, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's interesting just hearing about different ways that I can explore music. And I haven't taken most of his music recs, but the ones I have, I'm like, even if this isn't my jam, it's expanding my, my worldview yeah. of what music is and, and what it 
how to approach it, which yeah. as a musician is really great and refreshing because it's rare that yeah. my perspectives on music are, are shaken. Yeah. They grow, but it's rare that they're like revolutionized just because I do it all the time. So as a musician, it's really cool to read and as a reader. Yeah. And it's just like important to remember that like as much as people have different music tastes and different likes and dislikes in music, the same goes for books. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't like one book, it's not that you don't like reading and necessarily like it's not that you don't like all books mm-hmm. just might be that you don't like that exact book. Like we've experienced this recently mm-hmm. and we're, we're not going to talk about the exact book because mm-hmm. we don't do that here. <laughs> we're not here to. And, and, and I don't think it's bad if you do like this. book. Yeah. Um, but it was a book that I was assigned in college and. I did my best to really dive into it because it was a grad class. Yeah. So I wasn't going to skim it. Yeah. Um, and I mistook that for enjoying it because I, mm-hmm. I understood it very thoroughly. Um, there's this great, this is my, it's my rec point five. Yeah. Uh, but there's a great YouTube video, uh, lecture by Dr. Glyer uh-huh. on YouTube, uh, about intellectual hospitality uh-huh. and basically that you host ideas the way you would host a guest right? and you don't have to like them necessarily, right. but you do have to be kind and, and welcoming to them. Um, and I was kind and welcoming to the book in college and I don't want to read it again necessarily. And yeah. it wasn't your cup of tea either. Yeah. And that's not like a complete, like that book is terrible. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't like it. It's and bo- like, it's yeah. the same way music. Like some people don't like, I don't, necessarily like certain types of music i just didn't mm-hmm. necessarily like that book and people don't necessarily like my music or like my like taste in books and that's i mean fine ish yeah. but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i don't yeah. suggest listening to this podcast if you don't like them yeah but and there's a lot there's also a lot too that like rory likes that i'm not a huge fan of or yeah. vice versa um that we don't talk about on the podcast. Just yeah. side note. Like, we don't agree on everything. It's that this podcast is about celebrating how fun art is. Yeah. It's not about making you... F- it, I don't like making people feel stupid, and I don't like punishing literacy yeah. by making it like, you enjoyed this book, now defend that thesis. Yeah. Now. I y- like I like <laughs> celebrating that art exists and that, like, in general, so many different types of people can, like, enjoy it, and mm-hmm. so many different types of art can be enjoyed. By the same person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be, you don't have to be hyper educated to enjoy things yeah. that were crafted by someone who was. Yeah. And you also are not an idiot if you enjoy popular culture. There is yeah, a reason no. it is popular. Exactly. It is because it is accessible and enjoyable. It is designed to be enjoyed. There's a reason Salt in the Snow is like a starred song on like Apple Music. It's because it's a good song. It's a jam. It's like, also a poem. It's so good. Yeah. Like there's so many situ like circumstances like that where a song is starred and I'll be like, but is it my favorite because it's starred? And that's from like like messed up things that I thought in like middle school and like yeah. from the rest of my life that was like, oh, I can't like something that's popular. But there's a reason that it's popular and I'm okay with liking it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a pyramid where by liking, I don't know, who's a pop musician? By mm. liking, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm know. trying to think of one that I, I listen to a lot. Um, oh, I really like Phoenix, which uh-huh. has just come back because of the whole AOC thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like Phoenix, but they always, but I never knew who they were. And now I'm really enjoying getting into it and exploring it. And it's like jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. It's a bandwagon. There's a reason people jump on it's it. It's a band. There's a wagon. It's a party. I'm here. Yeah. Well, I got to do something for 18 blocks. Yeah. Party bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fun. It, yeah. It's fun. And I, I don't think liking art is not like voting for a politician. You don't get to cast one vote. You're allowed to like indie weird stuff and yeah. pop stuff. I like both. Yeah. Uh, Rory can attest to some of the things I really like are very weird and others are very childish. And it's how likes work you're allowed to like lots of things you're allowed to like something because you like it throw back to indie kid episode i like raw fish and saltine crackers you're allowed to like whatever you like (laughs) yeah uh if it it, where art is concerned i'm that's don't take that out of context and think i'm advocating murder but within reason like what you like yeah and if you like it well and explore it well it will help grow you into someone who can like more complex and interesting things yeah I, I know 
that listening to Twilight while listening to no listening to Bach mm-hmm. while reading Twilight made me made Bach accessible. Yeah. And it didn't hurt to read Twilight. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it taught me a lot about pacing and what not to do, but a lot about yeah. pacing. And reading a book that was poorly paced to classical music taught mm-hmm. me how to listen to classical music. Right. So I'm always going to be thankful for that series. And it's always going to have a little bit of a special place to picture the forests of, of Washington. Yeah. Along the coast while listening to music that is not paced like the rest of my life. So Yeah. Uh, read every song ever. Listen to Conan Gray. Hug your family, and I think you should say it. Roll credits! Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from His OP. His EP, It's Okay to Be Sad, and we love having theme music cues, so thank you, Reese. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. If you're really enjoying the show, support us. Support it by becoming a patron through Patreon. Or buy our merch! Yes, we've got stickers. We've got stickers and we want to have shirts. Yes. Let us now. Let us make shirts. (laughs) We want to make so many merch. They're so fun. (laughs) Okay, bye. Don't get hung. Or burned in a trash barrel. The 9-9 is at war with the NYPD. (laughs) 